Okay. Welcome to the Route 65 podcast, a podcast all about education on the bluff. Thanks for coming on the road with us as we talk about how we're working to help our students achieve their goals. District 65 serves about 850 students in pre-kindergarten through eighth grade on the shores of Lake Michigan in Lake Bluff, Illinois. Our students come from different backgrounds, just like our teachers, and we're all working together to make great things happen for kids. I'm Lisa Leali, the superintendent of District 65, and I'll be joined each episode by a member of our educational community to talk about our strategic plan and how we're harnessing education tools and concepts to ensure our students learn, grow, and are inspired to change the world. We'll talk about joy, purpose, many of the core values on our route to success, and I hope this podcast will keep you company on your way home from school and give us all something to think about as we keep working to make sure our students have the best education they can get. So today, I am so excited to be joined by one of our Board of Education members, Laura Breakstone, and we are going to be talking about one of our core values in District 65. But before we do that, welcome, Laura, and can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So I have lived in Lake Bluff for about 10 years now, and I have two kids in the district. One is in sixth grade and the other is in second grade. And I grew up in Michigan and then moved to Wilmette when I was nine. And so I attended sort of the new Trier school system nearby. And I went to college at the University of Michigan. And I majored in industrial organization, which now has, I think, a different title because it was so long ago. And um, I worked in human resources in recruiting, and now I do consulting part-time, but it's board-level, C-suite-level recruiting, focusing on women and diversity. And that's, that's my quick elevator pitch. Oh, great. And so many of the same things that I'm passionate about. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about Before we begin with our topic today, what made you want to be a Board of Education member? Uh, It was, uh, it's really important to give back to the community. Lake Bluff is truly special. As I said, I grew up mostly in Wilmette, which is huge. And I think especially in a smaller community, you feel like you can really make an impact. And the work that you do giving back, you can see the difference that you make. Well, we are so appreciative that you decided to do that. You're an amazing leader in our community already. So, and I appreciate you being on this podcast to talk about our topic today, which is respect. And I think respect is one of those things that we talk about a lot in schools. Like it's a word that we talk about a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm excited that we are talking about it because I think when I, when I started thinking about, you know, who could, who could really talk with us about what it means to be Mm -hmm. respectful. You were somebody that came to mind because I think through the process of becoming a board member, it can be really challenging, right? To like talk to a lot of different people and learn about challenges. And I know a lot of community members have, have talked to you individually about their concerns or their thoughts. And um, we we have to have that. We have to come from an, from a place of respect no matter Mm -hmm. whether or not we agree or disagree. So I think I've seen you do that, which is why I thought it might be fun for us to talk about this core value that we have in our strategic plan, which is respect. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what 
respect means to you. And mm-hmm. you can start with either now, or I would love to hear about kind of Laura as a student in, in pre-K through eighth grade, what that was like and whether or not respect was something that you think about when you think about being a student. Yes. I think in our community, what respect is really is about everyone has a voice and listening to what everyone has to say and understanding that you may completely disagree with someone, but sometimes they just need to be heard. And that's something that we can do for everyone. You can you can agree to disagree, but just listen to each other's perspectives and where they're coming from. And I think that's the respect that I think of and how it's serving me as a board member. Um, so I think it looked very different depending on my schooling years in elementary school. Respect was more about safety. Did I feel safe with my teachers because they were a substitute for my parents when I wasn't in my house? And I don't think I really thought, you know, is this person a great teacher? It was, do they have my best interests at heart? Am I safe here with them? Are they taking care of me? Um, And that is what it looked like in the early education area. And then in junior high and middle school, it, I really remember it transitioning from, am I safe with this teacher to, is this teacher fair? And I really remember caring very much about if the class was fair and the grades were fair and they reflected the work that you were putting in and Uh, Did teachers play favorites? And fairness was what respect looked to me in the junior high years. I thought about respect in terms of like, that was my responsibility to respect the teacher. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, that's the teacher. The teacher knows everything. I need to respect the teacher. It was a very much like, if I respect the teacher, there's Mm -hmm. kind of transactional thing that's going to happen. Like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm being compliant. I'm being respectful. And then I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to get the result that I want, which was, you know, good grades or whatever. That was my perspective. I love that you talked about safety as a student feeling respected when you felt safe, when you felt like the teachers were fair, um, when you felt like teachers had high expectations. Mm -hmm. That's really what you're talking about. Do you now, like from your seat as a parent or a board member, do you still feel like students feel respected when they feel these things? Like, do you feel like this is what is happening now with students or, or has that changed? No, I do. Th- I, I think what I have observed is, again, my youngest still in elementary school, it is still about, does he feel safe? Is this a, a teacher who has his best interests at heart? And I think that is still true for the earlier years. And now that I have a sixth grader, he has a teacher who, she's amazing. I love her. And she challenges him in a subject that does not come naturally to him. He is so great at math. I mean, really just has a mind for it. And language arts is something that he knows how to do the work, but he struggles with the creativity side. It just doesn't come naturally to him. And I'm actually thrilled about this because I know that that is an area where I know our teachers can push him and say, I know this doesn't come naturally and not everything in your life will come easily to you. And when it's hard, that's when you have to push through because that is where you will learn and grow the most. And he 
I mean, he he does the work, but he really struggles. And I just had a conversation with her and she was wonderful. And I said, just keep pushing him. And she said, I know he can do it. He just, he's used to just breezing through everything. And this is something that he can't just breeze through. And I absolutely love that for him. I know he doesn't necessarily love it, but I know this is where he's going to grow the most. And he said that he doesn't know too. I just had a conversation with my eighth grader this morning and we were talking about some uh, like a family situation. And she said, I don't think kids realize all the time what adults do for them until they're adults. And I was like, I think you're right. I think you're up to something, kid. I think you're right. And I yeah. And what you're talking about is so well-researched that teacher expectations make a huge difference in student achievement. So having high expectations is a really important and like doesn't take a lot of training. It's free. You know, Mm -hmm. anybody can have high expectations and really communicate to a child that they believe in him. Yes. And I love that you talked about like his comfort zone and feeling challenged isn't always comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But it's respectful. I'm going to bring it yes. back to that concept because respectful in instruction is where we hold students to high expectations and we tell them, we believe in them and we support them to get there. Yes. Yes, 100%. And I I think when you have a teacher who shows you, I know what you're capable of, and you're capable of more than this, It you push yourself to meet those expectations. And so I think it's, it's really important. I think that, uh, I think there are some parents who maybe see that differently and see that as you're being hard on my child. I, I don't see it that way. I mean, you know, you talked about how you always, you know, you were raised to sort of respect your teachers and give them respect. I, I do remember like the first time that I thought, oh, the adults don't necessarily have it all figured out. We were in, and this was maybe about the fairness in junior high. We had, you know, a rain day or something. And, and so for some reason in like a writing class, we ended up watching The Elephant Man why this was a good choice for eighth I mean, I had actually, and I, my mom loved this movie. There were two girls sitting in front of me making fun of the way that he was talking. And I just, little, tiny, shy, Laura, freaked out. And I cursed in class. And, which is so not something, I mean, I really never got in trouble. And the teacher was shocked and very upset. And she immediately sent me to the principal's office. And I got to the principal's office and she said, okay, what happened? And I explained and I was crying because I was embarrassed, but I also thought this is so unfair. You're making us watch a movie about, you know, I don't see why I realize I should not be cursing in classing, but in class, but I also feel that they should be in trouble as well. And the principal said, you know, I'm sorry, but we're going to call your mother. And I know my mom. And I said, if you can call my mother, my mother's going to take me out for ice cream. (laughs) She said, that's going to happen. And she called my mom and my mom said, oh, I'm definitely taking her out for ice cream. It's really hard to stand up to people for what's right. And she didn't do it the way that I would like her to have done it, but she did it. And I know how hard that is for her to speak up because she's so shy. Go, Laura's mom. I love my mom. I mean, when we talk about kids being respectful of each other and we talk about bullying and that kind of behavior 
Mm-hmm. One thing that's been become more of a focus is the upstander, the idea of mm-hmm. standing up for someone and what that sounds like and get trying to give kids language to mm-hmm. to do that because it it's not something we really talked about a lot in yeah, school when never, I was growing up. Maybe ever. never. Yeah. It was like don't be the bully, right? Right. And then tell us if you're getting bullied. Right. It was like not a role for somebody else that wasn't directly involved in that situation. And I think that's a really great story because if we don't give kids language to be respectful of each other, mm-hmm. they're going to go to whatever they go to, right? Which might mm-hmm. not be the most productive, but mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> you stood up for the other <laughs> I mean, you, get, well, you use what you have, right? You use what you have. And it was, you know, I think it is, I think it's so great that now we are teaching, we are giving children the vocabulary for how to stand up to a bully. And there are books out there, you know, children's books on what that looks like at different ages. And it's so important because it's really scary to stand up to those people. But, you know, I've had instances where I, you know, in more junior high and high school where I remember standing up, you know, to bullies a little bit. And the person that I was sort of protecting years later, coming up and saying, you don't know what that meant to me in the in that moment, things that I had totally forgotten about. And so I try to tell my children all the time, it might be a little act to you, but you don't know what, how big that impact can be on the person that you're standing up for. And it is a life-changing thing for a kid. Uh-huh. And either an adult or another kid steps in, it's such a powerful moment because uh-huh. it not only demonstrates the worth of that person to them, uh-huh. but it also teaches, right? It teaches other people how to do that and why it's yeah. important to do that. It's just, it's a great modeling. I love that. Mm-hmm. It is. That's great. Is there anything else you think about um, when you think about respect in education or or in our district or just in the in the community right now? I, you know, especially now, I think respect and kindness are so tied together for me personally. Uh, I think that it's a two-way street and, you know, just as students have to be respectful to teachers, I think it's equally important that teachers are respectful to students. I think that goes for parents and everyone in the community. And I think that the first step of that is just kindness, just treating each other with basic human kindness, a polite attitude, listening, recognizing you may have a difference of opinion, but you can still respectfully have a dialogue about it with kindness without name calling or, you know, resorting to anything really base. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have two kind of like heroes in terms of respecting kids Uh that I've recently done some like research on. And one is Mr. Rogers. I don't know if you've seen the documentary (laughs) who I didn't as a kid, I grew up and I was like, Mr. Rogers is so like ridiculous. And, and now as an adult, he's like one of my heroes in terms of how much he respected children truly. But I loved Mr. Rogers. I really believed he was my friend and he genuinely cared about me. And so I have such a soft spot for him. And he is, he's just, he's a good person and he really does care about children and 
kindness and just every article that comes out, I'm like, yeah, see, he's just like the greatest guy. He's the greatest. That documentary was so moving. And there's a book now called um, When You Wonder You're Learning. And mm-hmm. um, another superintendent, Mike Lippenfeld, recommended it to me from Highland Park. And it's, it is a, it's how he was a teacher, right? And, and how he structured that show, which seems so silly, you know, and so mm-hmm. mean. But he structured it scientifically to really utilize that space to uh-huh. teach children, like to teach and mm-hmm. connect with children. And I do believe he did care about you. I think he did. He, he 100% did, Lisa. He cared very much. He did. And the other one is, is Judy Bloom. I don't know if you've seen that documentary, but Judy Bloom, yeah. that like her story and how respectful she was of especially girls. Yes. They're just what they go through and how they change. Like, that's an incredible story, too. Uh-huh. I, I agree. And as you know, I have two boys, but I, as a girl, there's something girls go through to me a really unique set of challenges. And through this very just, it, it, it's, it's just, it looks very different. And I think she just gave a voice to what that felt like. Mm-hmm. This has been an awesome conversation, Laura. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? I Yeah, I would just, I love that you're doing this. I think it's wonderful. And I just want to express my love and my respect for the Lake Bluff School District. This place is so special. And I know that we all say that all the time, uh, but it's true. And when I talk to friends in other, even North Shore suburbs, you know, let alone friends out of state, every time we talk about, you know, what's going on in our kids' school and with teachers, I just sort of step away thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so lucky, partially because it's a small community. I feel we can have conversations with our teachers, with our administrators, and we're all in this small, strong team together. It, it, we're just stronger for it. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that we moved here. Lake Bluff wasn't even on my radar. And I'm so lucky that we kind of accidentally fell into it. I love it so much. It is. Yeah. I appreciate you doing this. And um, everybody stay tuned because we have lots more exciting conversations coming on the podcast. And we hope you've enjoyed our conversation and we'll see you